book of Deuteronomy tonight, Deuteronomy chapter number 11, Deuteronomy chapter number 11, and we look forward to what God has for us this evening, and uh, tonight is one of those messages, I just want to remind us of some things, and so that we don't uh, forget how good God has been to us, the opportunities God has given us, and on that I just want to say, don't, don't take for granted the things that we have. I just sit and listening to the offertory just a moment ago. What an all, wonderful offertory that is. Um, and that's week in and week out. And all the different ladies that play the piano, all those that participate, not just in our music program, but everything. The people we get to go to church with. You know, you could actually go to church with people you don't like. And if that's you tonight, I wouldn't admit that because the rest of us like each other. Uh, but uh, but the God is truly... A wonderful thing when your church family is your church family. And uh, we are blessed, and so I just want to remind you of that, and uh, don't take for granted the things that we have. And I want to remind us of some things this evening to be a, uh, just kind of a, a message to just uh, keep some things in front of us. Uh, if you recognize Deuteronomy, which you should, it's in your Bible, uh, but as you know, we spent a long time more than a year going through, 60, I believe it's 65 different Sunday school lessons through the book of Deuteronomy. Um, I have here, if you remember the Possess the Lamb card that reminded us of our annual theme a couple of years ago, and uh, the verse that we have on there, Deuteronomy chapter number 11, and uh, verse number 8, which that's where we're going to begin reading tonight. And I want to remind us uh, of some things this evening so that we keep our focus uh, so that we keep pressing forward to what God has for us as a church, and not just as a church, but as individuals and as families. And so let's look at Deuteronomy chapter number 11, and we'll read verses 8 and 9 this evening. Therefore shall you keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that ye may be strong and go in and possess the land, whither ye go to possess it, that ye may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, to give unto them and to their seed a land that floweth with milk and honey. I want to use these two verses to get us started tonight. We'll look at several places in chapter 11. A lot of this is going to be reviewed to us, but I want to speak on this subject this evening. Things to remember when possessing the land. You remember as we got close to relocating to this, this property, and the things that we talked about going into it, possessing the land... And we're a little bit further down the road. We're actually here. I don't know if you realize that or not. Well, some of you, I wonder if you're here this evening. Uh, you're here in body, but not in mind, maybe. But, uh, but we have not reached everything that I believe the Lord has for us to reach. And so tonight is one of those messages I just want to remind us of some things to keep our focus on. It's good for us going into the summer. It's good for us as we're getting ready to go into the actual uh, building portion of our uh, capital campaign. And so <clears throat> I want to look at some things to remember uh, when possessing the land. Father, help us tonight as we look into your word. May your spirit remind us of some important things. Uh, may we keep our focus on you. May we keep our focus uh, on what you have for us as a church. May we fulfill uh, the purpose you have for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The things to remember when possessing the land, as I've already uh, mentioned to you, and uh, we have here the, um, 
Uh, I mentioned I have the card here for our theme a couple years ago, Possess the Land, and uh, I've enjoyed uh, going through the book of Deuteronomy as we did, and how exciting it was when God gave us uh, this, this property and what God is allowing us to do. I want to remind you what I reminded you week in and week out in our Sunday school hour, uh, what the Lord is saying when he says, go and possess the land. Uh, God had a land for his people. Um, God promised them this land. I don't know what they're arguing over in the Middle East. God has promised some things, and God has granted some things, and God keeps his word. But I want to remind you that when God made the promise, it was sure as fulfilled, but it was contingent on God's people obeying the Lord. That land could be there, but if they didn't have the faith to leave where they were and go to where God had for them, that promise would be unfulfilled, not because God did not fulfill it, because they were not obedient. How we apply that to our lives, certainly as a church, we must always uh, be un understand uh, that, that God has made us some promises, and if God makes us promises, uh, they, they're as good as done. I've been thinking recently on the fact that the, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And I, I, you know, I know why we as Christians get afraid sometimes, but we, that's a promise of God. We just keep pressing forward, and God will fight the battle. Uh, that, that's, a, that's an example. But as a church, there's some things that he wants us to accomplish. And earlier this year in our capital campaign and making our commitments to stepping out by faith, that is part of us possessing the land. God wants us to do more than just be on this property. God wants us to have more than just a new, uh, the address that we have on this property. God wanted us to be on this land. He wants us to continue to develop this land, not just so that we can have buildings on the property, but so lives can be transformed. So those that are uh, dead in their sins can have new life. And there's some things that he wants us to accomplish. And uh, that is possessing. As an individual, uh, this, this book that you hold in your hands, the Word of God, has, has amazing promises in there for you and I. And they're, all for, they're for us. And if God promises them, they're going to be fulfilled. Now, we have to be obedient. Say, well, God never does anything for me, and, and yet we, we don't attend church. We don't obey the Bible. Say, well, God hasn't. No, no, we have some things that we have a responsibility to do. And so this is what, uh, just reminding you what we spent a lot of time on. And as I was reflecting on uh, some things that are taking place in our ministry now, these different meetings I'm having, uh, not just with uh, banks, but with the, the architects and the, uh, all the different people, I just want, thought it would be good for us to just be reminded I don't know about you, but I get tired of every week coming out and saying, keep praying, it's working, it's moving. And uh, I have to be remind, remind myself that God has a plan, God has a timing, and I don't want us to lose focus of what God has for us as a church. Uh, the summer months are enjoyable. If you have some time that you can get away with your family this summer, I encourage you to do it. But don't forget God. Uh, we have a different schedule uh, a little bit in the summer. Don't get out of get out of habit of the things that you worked hard to get into habit of doing when it comes to spiritual matters. Don't be enticed away from the things of this world. I want to remind you of that. But I want to give us some things tonight to remember when possessing the land. Um, I want us to keep our focus. Uh, I want us to be reminded uh, that God has given us an opportunity to do something for Him, and I want to take full advantage of it. Uh, let's look into the, the Word of God tonight. I want to say, uh, the first thing to remember is this. Remember the source of the land. Uh, Hebrews, or not Hebrews, but Deuteronomy chapter 11 certainly reminds them of this, but God's people knew that God had given them a land. 
And I want us to be reminded that not just this physical property God has given us, but, but as we apply that same truth and principle, God has given us some opportunities. God has given us some promises. But certainly God has been very, very good to us in what he has given us. I want us to be reminded who's given us what we've got. Uh, God has been so good to us. Uh, God has taken such good care of us. And I, I am thankful for what the Lord has done for us. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you tonight, and I'm just going to uh, kind of, kind of, kind of uh, uh, just share my heart with you tonight and just, and just kind of remind us of some things that I think will be helpful to us. Uh, there's, I get frustrated uh, with the lack of space. I get frustrated with uh, some of the things that uh, we're limited by. But I don't ever want to be where I'm unthankful for what God has given us. Uh, I'm very thankful for what God has given us. And I want to be reminded who it is that has given it to us. I look forward to the groundbreaking Sunday, don't you? Uh, I look forward to seeing concrete poured and, and steel going up. And I look forward to new asphalt being poured and, and more parking places. And I, I look forward to, to, to Sunday school classrooms. I look forward to all of those things. And as we continue to do, as we continue, the Lord continues to allow us to have those things, I want to be reminded that it is Him who has provided those things. And I believe that He wanted His people to know that uh, this is a land that I have given you. And, uh, you know, when's the last time you, take, you took inventory of what God's given you? Um, your home, your family, your friends, your church. Um, this is not a perfect church. It's, 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 it's the best church, in my opinion. It's not a perfect church. But you know there's people who would do almost anything to have a church like we have. And we ought to be thankful for that. But it's easy for us to complain um, about things that aren't perfect, isn't it? It's easy for us to complain about things that are inconvenient. Uh, but there's a lot of people who would love to have what we have. And it's good for us to take inventory of what God has given us, and remember the source of all that we have. Number two, I want us to remember the, the, the journey to the land. Look with me in verse number 7 of chapter 11. The Lord reminds them of many things through Moses. Come to verse number 7, But your eyes have seen all the great acts of the Lord which he did. They're reminded of what God has done for them, to get them to where they are. Remember where you were before you got saved? Aren't you thankful the Lord has brought you this far? All of us ought to be thankful for what the Lord's done in our own life, and what He's brought us from, and what He's brought us to. But we as a church, we need to be reminded uh, of the journey. God wanted them to remember all that He had done in caring for them, even in the wandering through the wilderness. All the things that they faced, he wanted them to be reminded of the great acts of the Lord. Remember the journey. Friend, if you're going to really appreciate what God has given you in your life, you've got to every once in a while remember where God's brought you from. You've got to remember what God's done in your life. You've got to remember all the great acts of the Lord. When you find a disgruntled Christian, you find a discouraged Christian, you can always point to, at the very least, someone who's forgotten what God has done for them. Someone who has forgotten the goodness of the Lord. If we just every day, if we just get up and say, thank you, Lord, for a new day you've given me. Thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you for the things that you've done in the past. And don't forget the great acts of the Lord. I personally, as the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church, I never want to forget 
the little brick building with three Sunday morning services. I don't ever want to do it again, but I don't want to forget it. We had some wonderful times then, didn't we? Uh, we pack in that sweat box on Sunday night, doors open, people sitting on the porch. We patched in the, the uh, video to the building in the back that had like a 10-second delay, and the words didn't match the mouth movement, at least I was told. Putting the kids on the bus, uh, I don't ever want to forget that. I don't ever want to forget what God has done for us. I don't want to ever forget what God did for us before that. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want to forget, the, remember the old gray tent? I'm not talking about the white tent, I'm talking about the old gray tent. I remember one time we set that up in, in um, I wasn't the fire marshal, but one of the uh, fire chief, he, he was like, I, I want to make sure, I'm concerned about that, and, and these are fire hazards, and I'm just thinking, brother, we're okay. And, 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 he, and he wasn't trying to do, give us a hard time, uh, but he said, I just want to make sure that it's safe, and, and, and um, do you have a certificate uh, that shows that it's, 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 it's flame retarded and all that? And I'm like, brother, this, I don't even know if this is the same color as it was when we first got it. Um, you know, so uh, he said, well, let me do this. And so he said, can I cut off a little piece? I said, help yourself. He cut off a little piece, and he couldn't get it to light. He couldn't get it to burn. I'm like, brother, it's fossilized. Don't worry about it. And he, he actually concurred and said, this has got to be the safest tent that I've ever inspected, and uh, it will not burn. It's, I guess it's because it's so old. Uh, but you, you remember having Sunday school out in that thing? You remember that? And then we thought we were big stuff when we got the white tent. And we, went, we got out under that thing and how the Lord uh, just blessed us. I don't ever want to forget that. I don't want to go back to that. But I don't want to forget what God has done. And, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and break the news now. The tent's going to go away. Uh, it's it's, it's going to go away. It's going to be replaced by parking lot out there in, in classroom buildings. Um, and so uh, if you really want to keep it that bad, I guess we can shift your Sunday school class out there. But uh, uh, it has served its purpose. <clears throat> but I don't. the point I'm making is this. I don't want to forget how good God's been to us. It is, it is certainly true that where two or three are gathered together, in my name, there I am in the midst. Because we have gathered together at some unusual places. And God has never failed to meet with us. He's never failed to do a great and a mighty work. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to forget that. I don't want to forget the journey. I don't want to forget what God's done for us. <clears throat> we grew, not just a number through all of that, but we grew in our spiritual depth, I believe. And then as the Lord did other things and put different peoples together, and here we are. And I want to rejoice, and I believe there are great and mighty things ahead for the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I believe that. I believe God is going to do some, he is doing some amazing things. I believe he's going to do some amazing, miraculous things. But along the way, some things to remember, we, we haven't fully possessed what I believe God wants us to possess. We're in the process. But along the way, as God gives us a little bit more, and he gives us a little bit more, and we not just have a groundbreaking but we have a building dedication. I don't want us to forget the journey 
And in many cases, it's a decade-long journey to get us to where we are tonight. Uh, and that's what he reminds them. Remember the great works of the Lord. When churches die, part of the reason why they die is because they're forgetting what God has done for them. They begin to think that it has something to do. We have great music. Well, I think we have the best music. But it's God. Uh, I think we have wonderful people. I know we do. But everything that God does, it's, it, it, it's, it's Him that's doing the work. Let us never forget. Let us never forget the journey. And that's why you young people that sit over here and the children that sit, and young adults and even young couples, and we can go up from there, don't ever forget what God has done for you. Nobody in here made themselves. You have people that helped you. God being the most significant one. Don't ever forget who God has used in your life. It's a shame that we have, we, we, when Christians, they, have, they grow up in a, in a, in a Bible-believing church, and it's a Sunday school teacher that, is, that, that God used to instill character. It's a Christian school teacher that uh, teaches them how to be a, 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 a functioning citizen in our country, and they forget what God has done for them. As a church, let's not forget what God has done for us. Let's remember in the process of possessing the land, let's remember the journey to the land. Number three, let's remember the commands when in the land. As God's people got to that promised land, there's some things that God did not want them to forget. He did not want them to forget the journey. But when they got there, there's some things that he wanted them to remember as they were there. And he reminds them, and We'll not take time tonight to read it, but I encourage you, starting in verse number 10, he reminds them this is not like the lands they have known before. This is not like the land where they lived in Egypt. This is a different land because God's eye is on this land because it's a land that God has given them. So in verse 8 and 9 in our text tonight, there's some things he wants them to remember. Therefore shall you keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land, whether you go to possess it. God wanted his people to be strong. But in order to do so, they had to obey his commands. Now that we are where I believe God wants us, and some of you, will, that every time I say that, it makes you just feel a little more confident. I am, we are where I believe God has us. Um, and, and, no, uh, we're where God has us. Now that we're here, we just need to continue to obey. Some of you, you've prayed for God to do some things in your life. You prayed for that spouse. You prayed for that child. You prayed for uh, that, that, that advancement in your career. And God has given you all of those things. Don't forget to obey him when you get there. Don't forget to keep the commandments. Like, let's, let's not forget. It, it took dedication for us to have those three Sunday morning services, didn't it? It took dedication for us to say, oh, I got to get back to you on Sunday night. I know how many seats are in there. And that's how some of you got in the habit of being there two and a half hours early because you got there and you sat and you didn't move. <laughs> Did not move because if you moved, you knew you, one, you couldn't move. But if you did, you knew you were not getting that seat back. And you may end up on the porch, under a tree, on a bus. You didn't know where you would be. It took dedication to do that. Don't be less dedicated now. God's given us a parking lot. Don't be less dedicated when we didn't have one. God's given us an air, the air condition that it keeps the cool air in. Uh, let's not be less dedicated now. Let's continue to keep the commandments as we 
possess the land that God has given us, as we fulfill and we receive the promises and goodness of God, a lot of times uh, we will be dedicated to the Lord in a way until God begins to bless us. And if you do keep the commandments of the Lord, he's going to bless you. He's going to pour out his blessings on you. When you obey this book, it works. It does. He's going to bless you, but a lot of times we'll do what we're supposed to do. We start receiving that blessing. We've either made the mistake of thinking we had anything to do with it. It's just the goodness of God. Or we lose sight of the fact that it was the blessings that God has bestowed on me because of the obedience in my life. Continue to do what you've always done when God's blessing you. When God is providing for you, continue to obey. And then this is where I want to get to. Number four. And this is my last point tonight. We may be here for a little bit. Number four, remember the key to preserving the land. I want us to look in verse number 13. We'll read down through verse 17. This is after God tells them there's a land to possess. This is after he reminds them of the great things that he has done. He's told them to keep the commandments while you're there. Now we get to verse number 13, and it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you to this day, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil, and I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. He wants them to remember the key to preserving the land is to, look at verse 13, hearken diligently unto my commandments. Love the Lord your God. Serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. He says, you do that and I'll bless it. I'm, I'm thankful for the life that God has given me. I'm thankful that in 1980, my father received the call to come be the pastor of a church that at the time was located on Blanding Boulevard. Aren't you glad we're not still located on Blanding Boulevard? And the Lord blessed there. Blessed there. Then, of course, we moved to the Fleming Island area, and the Lord blessed there. And now we're here, and the Lord is blessing, and I believe the Lord will continue to bless. But it's all the same way. Uh, the point I want to make in this point is if we want God's blessings, then we must do what God has instructed us as a church to do. Uh, God has not brought us here to change our direction. You know that. God has not brought us to this place to change our doctrine. We know that. God has not brought us here to change our emphasis. The word of God is still true. The word of God is still the same. And if we want God to bless, hey, we're, we're where God wants us. It's an opportunity God has provided for us. We can be satisfied with what we have, or we can say, God, what we needed to rain, I, I want you to pour out the rain. I want you to let the grass grow. I want you to, 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 to provide this to be what we need it to be. And I want the Lord to do a great work through us at this place. When people pull in the parking lot, I want them to feel the presence of God. When they sit in the services, I want them to feel the friendly spirit. But I want them to know that that is where God is. I want our children who are in the nurseries to know that God can do a great thing. But we have to do it the way it's always been done. If we want his blessing, we must keep the commandments. 
This is true in our life. Sometimes we say, God, why aren't you blessing? And I hope the Spirit of God rebukes us if we get that way. He says, why aren't you obeying? God God blesses when we obey. But I want us to notice something else as he says, I'll do all of that. In verse 15, I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. Verse 16, take heed to yourselves, that your heart be not deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and he shut up the heaven, and there be no rain. And the land yield not her fruit, unless you perish quickly from off the good land, which the Lord giveth you. We have to acknowledge how good God's been to us, don't we? We have to rejoice in how good God's been to us. But if we go after other gods, heaven will shut up. Let me warn all the young people in here. You leave the way you're being reared. Same God that's blessing you now, you have no guarantees that he'll ever bless you again. And he's good to us beyond what we deserve. That's a fact. Let's not forget where the blessings come from. Let's not take for granted that it is God's blessings on us and there's a way to keep his blessings. I'm sharing the heart of your pastor tonight. I'm doing the best I can to make decisions now that will outlast my life. That and sometimes we get short-sighted Say, Pastor, why don't we do this and this and this? Because I want to lay a foundation that the Lord tarries is coming when I'm on the other side. The Emmanuel Baptist Church is still possessing the land. And there's still a lighthouse of the gospel here for generation after generation. I want the generations that are in the nursery now and those that are younger and, and just getting in and I have to acknowledge, James, welcome to the service back there, first service tonight. I think I woke him up. But I want these children to, and when they get to adulthood, to to feel and understand the blessings of God. And that's on us as we possess what God has given us and we're laying a foundation to not shift and not steer away from the God who has provided for us. That's why this book is not for sale. That's why our beliefs are not for sale. That's why, that's why preaching Christ is not for sale. That's why the old-time hymns are not for sale. That's why separation and holiness is not for sale. Uh, that's why uh, our music is not for sale. That's why soul winning is not for sale. Everything we do, I want God to bless. Because if we shift away from Him, there's no guarantee that we'll have what it is that we desire to have. We must acknowledge that God blesses. We must obey so that God will open up heaven for us. But God also reminds us that the moment we leave him and seek the gods of this world, for a church, what is the gods of this world? Approval by this world. To water down the message so that in our mind it's easier for man to hear. If you water down the truth, it's not truth anymore. I was thinking about this not too long ago. You know, as, as a parent, sometimes those children don't want to take that medicine. And you give them the medicine because you know it will heal them. You don't substitute it. Well, here's a spoonful of sugar. I know it helps the medicine go down, but <laughs> I didn't think that one out before I 
before I said it. But you don't substitute the medicine for that. I hope not. It's not going to do you any good. Same thing is true when it comes to the truth. Um, let's remember the key to preserving the land. Uh, Jacksonville needs the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Needs it desperately. Uh, I want to preserve what God has given us. And the way to do that is to keep Him first. What a wonderful thing to think of not just all the different generations that faithfully attend the Emmanuel Baptist Church, but the generations of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Grandparents going to church with not just their grandchildren when they're small, but their adult grandchildren. And, some, and many of you, your, your, your children are serving in other places, and we praise the Lord for that. But I want it to be a place that for generations, how do we do that? We keep God first. It's a scary thing to think that God could shut up the heavens. He could do it on a nation. If he'll do it to his own people, the people of Israel, he'll certainly do it to us. He could do it in our, in our, in our homes. He could do it in our life. It, you, it's a scary thing to think that we can pray and God would ignore us. Uh, he could do it on a church. We, God doesn't... It's, a, it's an honor to think that God would bless us with his presence. I want to keep his presence. I, I enjoy it when those who have, have moved away, God has called them away, they're in other places, and they come back and, and visit. And I want to see that it's still the same. Uh, the pastor may be a little younger than it was when they were growing up, uh, but it's still the same. Certainly a different location sometimes but it's still the same. Brother Lewis Dampier, many of you remember him, served in our church faithfully, served with me in teen church many years, and the military moved him away, and he'll come back to town from time to time, and he always texts me, uh, where are you having church, and what time is it? Because <laughs> he doesn't want to end up in the wrong place. Um, and, but he always says, he said, this is refreshing. And he even said this one of the last times he was here. He said, I don't always know where you're going to be, but I know what it's going to be when I get there. There's a key to keeping what we have. And this, this is nothing new tonight, but I thought it would be good for us to be reminded as we go through this process of building and expanding and growing, there's going to be some frustrations. But let's keep focus on what it takes to possess the land that God has given us. Uh, if you young couples having, your children are young, you're having children, there's going to be some frustrating moments through the years and months and every single day. Um, but you're going to need the help of the Lord and the Lord's blessing. You can have it. As a church, let's keep focused on Him. I'm excited about what God is doing now. I'm excited about the prospects of the future. But long after I'm gone, I want this church to still be experiencing the blessings of God. Don't, let's not be so short-sighted. And we're not. And that's why the commitments were what they were. That's why the plan to move forward as we are. That's why we are trying to reach people with the gospel as we are. But as we begin to push forward and we want the blessings of God, let's continue to do the things that we have always done. 
And God will bless us as he always has. Father, help us.